0: Good morning, church. Four minutes, perfectly timed. Oh, Caleb cut me off. Um, love this emotional setting. Keep the music playing. Um, so, for those who don't come regularly or haven't been for a few weeks, we've been going through our series that is um, the foundations of faith. And so, kind of laying down these foundations at the very start of our year which is um, faith for today is our vision. And so we just wanna like lay the foundations right. And so Steve and Graham have both spoken so far and I am speaking on um, hearing from God as a foundation. And I feel like it's really easy to, think about hearing from God or like participate in conversations with other Christians or whatever and hear them saying like, yeah, I really heard God speak to me or God really said this. And then, you know, I was just there and then God just like spoke to me like that. And it's really a natural experience to be in conversations like that and feel like, oh, well, what am I kind of doing wrong? Like what's actually happening here? Am I like a home Christian? Am I like not like amongst the elite that God would think I'm worth talking to. Or like, I think it's easy to kind of discount yourself from a level of spirituality because you're, you wouldn't count yourself amongst those people who hear from God on the regular. And I think that's really normal and can probably like be kind of harmful, I think, um, for that to be like exclusive language or just to hear it so often in the church. But I feel like um, hearing from God really isn't reserved for the spiritually elite, or those in leadership, or those with a microphone, or those on a platform, or anything like that. But because of what Jesus did on the cross, He bridged this gap between us and the Father, and then through His Holy Spirit, which acts like a pipeline kind of thing, God speaks to us all the time. And I think it's, I want to just kind of reframe the idea of um, us not hearing from God is not about something that God's doing wrong. Maybe it's just something that we need to um, rethink what's actually happening because the Bible says that God speaks to us through so many different ways. But as we're speaking today about foundations of faith, I just want to talk about some basic kind of ways that that might um, come to light in a new way because the Bible says that God speaks to us um, through preachers and teachers, through his Bible, which is, the Bible says, is God's living and active words. And even through creation, the Psalm says that um, the glory of God is proclaimed day after day and night after night through um, God's creation. And so if God is speaking um, speaking to us through so many different ways, then why does it still feel uncommon that amongst a congregation of people... We would go out into our day and feel certain and confident that God has spoken to us. I feel like um, activation from church will come when we have congregations of people who hear from God go out into the nations um, alive and active like the God of Word calls the Word of God calls us to be and so um, I the scripture that is kind of like leading this sermon is from Romans 10, verse 17. And it says, Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. And that word hearing there is from this Greek word called achaea. I told myself I'd say that with like utmost confidence because I was like, that's what everyone else must do. They must just get up here and say this weird non-English word and just like back themselves. But anyway, it's like written in letters that I don't understand, but I listened to the pronunciation thing like 10 times and I was like, ah, kaye, I can say it. But anyway, alas, ah, car, yay. Mm. Um, but the definition of this word hearing hearing in this verse, it doesn't mean just like hearing the words that are spoken, but it means to give audience to, which pretty much just means to hear or listen attentively. And I feel like for most of us in every day would just identify that as to listen. And so just to kind of explain this, I would just ask that everyone would just stand up quickly. And I know it's like, this is the sitting down part of the service. I don't wanna stand up, whatever. It'll only just be for a little second. But I ask you to sit down when you have been either guilty of something that I'm about to read, or have experienced it on the receiving end. I won't ask questions which. Judgment-free zone, judgment-free. You might just be like, I've never done that, but yes, someone's done it to me. All right, I am guilty or have experience of checking my phone mid-conversation and gotten completely distracted from what someone's saying to me. I've been watching TV and not actively taken in a word that has been said to me. I've been in a conversation and got caught daydreaming out about something completely unrelated and zoned out. Guys, Donna's the last one standing. <laughs> Donna, you're excused. You can go and get a coffee early. But so we can understand that there is a difference between hearing someone because by the very definition, you might hear the words that are saying, but they kind of just drown out into a sound that is a bit indistinguishable. And then when they said like, what do you reckon? And you're like... Um, I, I don't know actually. So there's a difference between hearing and listening. And so I feel like we don't need this perfect recipe for words or the greatest morning routine to listen to what God's saying, but we just need to do our best to actually actively listen and join the conversation. There's There's actually so many verses in the Bible that speak not only about hearing from God, but what it means to listen. And in Proverbs 5, it says, Listen to me, my son. For I know what I'm talking about. Listen carefully to my advice so that wisdom and discernment will enter your heart and then the words you speak will express what you've heard. Proverbs 19 says, listen well. I love that. Listen well. Listen well to wise counsel and be willing to learn from correction so that by the end of your life, you'll be known for your wisdom. Proverbs 18 says, Listen before you speak, for to speak before you've heard the facts will bring humiliation. And then we see in the Old Testament, Samuel even says, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And so. I feel like, I've said this before from this platform, but, and I will definitely say it again, but I feel like when researched psychology and social science and things like that fortify what scripture says, it creates this crossover of something that we should really pay attention to and apply not just in our like Christian sphere of life, but we need to let it affect every single area. And so in... Um, I think 1957 this ter- this term was coined called active listening by two psychologists and it is many of you may have heard of it it's like really common in workplace like professional development and stuff like that but it is a practice where you make a conscious effort to hear not only the words that another person is saying but more importantly the complete message that is being communicated and since this book was first released in 57 there has been so much research evidenced that suggests active listening is actually a formative part of building and maintaining relationships. It's said to bring about change in people's attitudes towards themselves, people's attitudes towards other people. It also brings about changes in their basic values and pers- personal philosophy. And I feel like when we think about reasons that we would want to hear from God, that is it. We want to jump from the idea of, you know, like if you have ever like met a friend or love interest or whatever online, you know the difference between just like seeing their profile and knowing who they are and actually engaging in conversation. And when we think about why we would want to be listening to God, that is it because it is part of um, forming a relationship, And Jesus backs this up when he's teaching in Matthew 13, verse 12. He says, Everyone who listens with an open heart, this is in the um, Passion Translation, everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. But those who don't listen with an open, teachable heart, even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. And for the record, that was when Jesus wasn't speaking in a synagogue to a bunch of religious people, to priests and pastors and things like that. That was when he was being cast out and just speaking to pretty much everyone else. And even to those people who were effectively nameless people in the Bible, he even says to them, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And that is still the same call to all of us who don't feel like we're anyone like important in the kingdom. Jesus is still saying to us, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And so we can talk about active listening and we can still, you know, kind of understand that it's more about listening to God than hearing from God. But I feel like unless we Um, put it into practice, this is also a little hack for your marriages and friends and people at work and things like that. Active listening, great tool. But pretty much like most of the um, tools that are distributed go through like five or six main points of how to work on active listening in relationships. But the three that are kind of common across all studies is this, pay attention, show your listening and respond appropriately. And so in the nature of forming a foundation of a relationship with God, I want to just go through, I think I mentioned it at the start of this, um, my words, whatever I would call that sermon, I guess. Um, I said that God speaks to us through so many different ways. And that includes like things like prophecy and meditation and um, words of encouragement and stuff like that. But in the nature of um, a foundation, this is a tool for building a foundation. Um, in your faith, I want to talk about reading the Bible, hearing a sermon, and admiring creation. Because if you feel like you're that person who, oh, I can't read, I can't sit down and read for half an hour, or like, oh, I'm in, when I'm in a sermon, I've got to go in and out, I've got a little baby, things like that, you, you're not discounted and you're not um, exempt from still having the opportunity to hear from God. And so I feel like these three basic ways can be applied to anyone. So firstly, the read the Bible, how do we put pay attention, show you're listening and respond appropriately into the context of actively listening to God as we already know He's speaking? So reading the Bible, you pay attention. What does that mean? You pay attention to what you're reading. You be aware of God's presence there with you as you're sitting down. You know that this is the living and active Word of God. And you try and understand the bigger picture of what you're reading. You can read about the context. You can have commentary alongside of it, or you can just read and read and read and read and You get some sort of understanding. You show you are listening. You can do this by getting a pen, underlining, circling, taking notes. You can agree with things. You can write questions down and disagree with things. You can respond appropriately. By changing your behaviour, when we encounter God's exhortations, you can go out and actually be changed from it. And I, um, I actually had a time in this week where I really wanted to hear specifically from God about one thing. And so I was reading Ephesians 4, really just hoping that I would just be able to read exactly what I wanted. But instead, I read just like really simple exhortations or um, commands almost. And one was just like, don't steal, like let people who steal stop stealing. And the other one was um, when you speak to people, speak the truth and speak the truth in love. And I was like, oh, that's kind of good, I guess. And then the very next day, I didn't find what I wanted, by the way, when I was the center of the narrative. But the very next day, I had to have a bit of a hard conversation with someone. And even though my inclination was to dance around the truth and like kind of tell them what they wanted to hear, but also like sugarcoat what I needed to say, I remembered that God spoke to me the night before just by reading you know, five words that says, speak the truth and speak the truth in love. And I did that because God had spoken to me and it wasn't an over-spiritual thing. It wasn't like a God drop in the middle of the night. It was just because I was reading the Bible and I can respond appropriately as a part of active listening by changing my behaviour and changing what my inclination was to, was into what God had actually spoken to me to do. And so what about if we're listening to a sermon? What does active listening look like there? Well, we pay attention. And also, I feel like um, you can just like, start this next week because I don't want it to be like, from now on, everyone's like, oh, sorry. God. like Start it next week. It's too awkward to start it now. You're too far gone. Listen to the podcast. So you pay attention by looking at the speaker. Cast around. <laughs> Everyone looks up from their phone, no? Um, you can take notes. You can ignore distractions. You can turn your phone off. You can put your iPad away if that's a distraction. Take your watch off, whatever that kind of looks like. You can show your listening next, from next week. But you can nod just like you would if a normal person was talking to you. You can nod to acknowledge something. Mm, yeah, You can agree. You can question things. You can smile if someone makes a hilarious joke that they may be nervous to make. You can laugh. You can um, sit there with a notebook and actually take notes to show that what somebody is saying to you, you're actually trying your best to receive. And you can respond appropriately. And this means um, more of like further study. So you can ask questions afterwards. You can start a conversation with your spouse or your bestie or whatever after the service and actually be like, what do you think that really meant? That is a response that is appropriate. And then what about admiring creation? How do we listen to God when we're watching a sunrise or going through nature or holding a baby for the first time, what does that look like to be able to listen to God in that situation? Well, we pay attention, we ignore distractions, and you can just take it in. You can avoid the temptation to feel like you have to capture the moment or make the most of things or whatever just to be able to sit as the Word says that um, God's creation will proclaim His glory day after day and night after night. You can show your listening by saying words of prayer or praise or thanksgiving. When things feel like overwhelmingly beautiful, you can give praise to God that He would just be able to like lavish things of such like awe and wonder upon you. And you can respond appropriately by being encouraged or you can be changed by encountering God's glory that has been been proclaimed. So I feel like God, through His Holy Spirit, actually already is speaking formative words over you already through so many angles. But we still leave, leave church feeling like you're not the one that God's speaking to, or you only get spoken to about really specific things. But through His Scripture, through teachers, through His creation, you're already... Um, exposed to God's Word. But just like when you like are on your device instead of active listening, we're, we're actually just not facing God and learning His voice. But with more practice, you will. And you'll learn His voice. You'll recognise His patterns. You'll figure it out and you will grow. And as you grow, you will desire more of what He's saying to you. And this is the foundation on which we begin as individuals. And I feel like in our minds, we often put the burden of hearing God on God Himself, supposing that if, he was, if the God of the universe was talking, we would obviously hear it. But we walk around with so much noise and so much distraction and so much focus elsewhere, that when we get to a crossroads, we're like, well, God, where are you now? Speak to me. I'm ready. But God appeared to Elijah as a whisper. And he spoke to Samuel in the middle of the night. And in Luke 16, Jesus says that whoever can be trusted with little can be trusted with much. We think that we need this huge faith to get biblical, spiritual, like spirit-led things done. But Jesus himself says that faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains, which should give us the hint that really this like extravagant faith-filled life is so much less about us doing the right thing and us being this like powerful creature and so much more of us just um, paying attention to God who is powerful and almighty. Faith in God is about trusting the one who is speaking, not trusting our own ability to conjure up mighty faith and have perfect belief. And so I think um, that's like, the worship band can come up because I'm pretty much done. But um, just to encourage you guys that in these small moments where you might just get the tiniest thing um, from a sermon that you might think is unrelated to anything, like don't steal, maybe, maybe listening to God for you that week means putting the right things in when you go through cold self-serve checkout. And speaking truth in love means giving someone correct encouragement or, gu- or guidance when they come to ask you, being bold enough to do that. Listening to God doesn't mean having to have these profound things about whether you should change your job or, you know, take this study or whatever, but instead it just means hearing the voice that is constantly speaking to us through the Holy Spirit and leaving every encounter with Him changed. And like I said at the start, that this is the key to an activated church, that if we as, you know, 50, 100, 150 people would be be able to go out into the community having a life that is constantly hearing from God. Imagine the changes that we would see in our workplaces and in our families and in our nation. I believe that God would give us great ideas to help people in need, He would give us great opportunities to help for us to help those who are on the margins. We would be able to give great opportunity to love people as He loves us without judgment, without expectation. A love that meets people where they are. We would have um, opportunities to spread the action of the Gospel without feeling like we need opportunities to preach at people. We're listening to God and we're seeing Jesus at the centre of all of these things. Speak to people, minister to people, show love to people. And that is I think where we need to start with this foundation of faith from hearing from God and not discounting yourself as um, the spiritually awakened one but just as anybody who would believe in Jesus you've been given His Holy Spirit and through His Holy Spirit the Father would indeed speak to each and every one of us and that we would be changed through every single encounter through actively listening to what He's saying. So church let me pray for you let me bless you as we worship to finish. God, we are so thankful that You would um, send Your Son so we would have any, um, any sense of worthiness to our name, God. I pray that You would redeem us, You would restore us, You would heal us and forgive us, Lord, and that we would just get the tiniest glimpse of what it's like um, as sons and daughters of the Most High, God. pray that You would use the Holy Spirit to activate things inside us, Lord, that our unique gifts our unique talents would just come alive through an awakening of the Holy Spirit. And we wouldn't leave here unchanged, but we would be hearing your voice in everything that we do, everything that we say, and in every direction that we take, Lord. Pray that you would indeed activate North Lakes as a church, as a group of individuals that would hear and listen to what you're saying, Lord. We love you. Amen.